Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter. Becca, can I just say something real quick? Yeah, of course. I know. <laughs> what you're like, no, this is not what this is for. No, because I know you're going to. Oh, um, so you know how last week I talked <laughs> you know talk about the pollen and that mm-hmm. it's really, now I think the pollen is now draining out of my nostrils because it feels like. Are you leaking? This has been. Not leaking. Leaking? <laughs> Are you leaking? <laughs> Not leaking. <laughs> but it just feels like um, my nose has been drained out, and it kind of feels um, spicy. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The nose. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, first, I thought I had a cold, but I've been feeling fine all day. So I don't know if I'm just getting over the pollen or because the weather has been changing. So that's, that's, that's my little personal update for you. Anything new in your neck of the woods? Not really. This is the week I'm taking off work. So I've just been chilling, hanging, seeing friends. What is, what is your, okay, when you have a day off, is there a certain place where, because if I have a day off and, well, more specifically, if I'm alone in the house, mm-hmm. I will either order Cheesecake Factory or Zaxby's. What is your go-to? My go-to for like ordering food. Yeah, if you're like, ooh, I'm gonna be alone. Yeah, I have a weekend usually off. either cheesecake. Sometimes cheesecake is expensive as hell to order, so I don't do it a lot. What do you I'll get? Do it, I'll do it if I'm treating myself. It's just like the delivery fees. It's just so expensive. I oh, just see, get like I get like an entree and a piece of cheesecake. Yeah, and that's it. You can never go wrong with cheesecake. I'll food. either do that or. Uh, Mexican food or Chinese food, usually. Yeah. Also, quick fashion advice. Is it still wrong to wear a beanie? No. No? I okay. think you can wear a beanie anytime, to be completely honest. Okay, because I, <laughs> I I visited my family last week, and I was wearing a beanie, and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and they're like, why are you wearing a beanie? It's like 80 degrees out. I said, I, it's like, I, 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 I like the beanie. It feels nice on my head. On my head. I almost said nice on my face. On my face. You just uh, rub up against it like. You're like, are you okay? I'm like, give me a moment with me and my beanie, okay? And I'm talking <laughs> about beanie. I'm talking about beanie Feldstein, by the way. Oh. <laughs> just, just kidding. My hat beanie. Canonical lesbian beanie Feldstein. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been Oscar nay nominated actress for Booksmart Beanie Fieldstein. I've said <laughs> right. what I've said. I sound like John Mulaney. <laughs> I said what I said. All right. Uh, let's jump on in to the Disney 411. Disney 411. So kind of um, recapping last week, we were waiting on Raven Simone's big announcement before we recorded. And she has yet to say anything by the time we recorded last week. But... Guys, this is what Disney 411 News is about. We try to inform you. And so, drumroll please, of what Raven was uh, teasing on her Instagram. It's a YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. 
with her and her wife. So, yep. Look out, Miranda sings. Raven's coming for you. Miranda sings is so dated. That is such a dated I, reference. Oh I, my I don't God. know any. I, Look out, I Jake like, Paul. Jake Paul. Raven's coming in the ring. <laughs> oh my gosh, that video of Raven in the wrestling <laughs> ring. That video. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about my hair. So, so I watched it was a, a bit of a letdown of the announcement on my part because I was kind of hoping maybe we'd be getting some music or maybe something that's so Raven throwback related. Yeah. I mean, it'll be nice to see Raven as Raven Simone. Yeah, like I'm fine like, with it. I was just like, Ugh. right, right. I'm like, oh, YouTube channel. Well, anyone can do that. Let's turn her wife, and I watched the video of them explaining what their YouTube channel is. They'll be doing uh tutorials like what do you think a, a celebrity youtube channel is she's going to take us behind the scenes of raven's home and stuff like that so there's that um in latest news revolving demi lovato have you heard about this story i don't know it's demi lovato calls out la frozen yogurt shop for selling sugar-free options wait what so yes this has like been a big story everyone's been picking it up because it's very bizarre on how she handled it yeah one thing i'm reading i'm reading this from a a website and i love when websites have puns you know Mm. so i'm reading from the website now demi lovato needed to take a big chill pill chill the dancing with the devil yeah the dancing (laughs) with the devil singer blasted los angeles-based frozen yogurt shop the big chill for carrying sugar-free varieties, saying it was triggering for her as a woman recovering from an eating disorder. And then, so she, so she continued, yes. So she continued (laughs) to post about this on her Instagram story, tagging the place. And then they were DMing back and forth. And she goes, this is on her Instagram story. She says, finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from at Big Chill Official when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies slash other diet foods before you get to the counter. She wrote on her Instagram story, do better. She also added the hashtag, hashtag diet culture vultures. So then uh. the, big, the Big Chill restaurant DM'd her and was like, we carry items for diabetics, celiac disease vegan, yeah. and of course, and of course, have many ingredients items as well. Yeah, and like, they're like we are not sugar free is not just about being on a diet. Like there's a Demi uh, and she and and they wrote to her we are not diet vultures. We cater to all customers needed for the past thirty six years. We are sorry you found this offensive. Yeah, and then she can help. And then she continues to DM them. Um, and basically it's like a back and forth. And the funniest thing is she like. Sends them this big damn about you just need to have it labeled better, blah blah blah, and they just left her on red. <laughs> and everyone is like, "Really, you have to go out of your way to post about this on your Instagram?" I know that's kind of messy. It's just Demi Lovato is messy. I mean, she, I know, but like that's she, too much. Yeah, and it's like when the um like a big political thing happened and she goes, I cannot believe this is happening. Heading to the recording studio right now. Everyone's like, okay. For what? Exactly. 
and she uh, she got a lot of backlash, and then she went on Instagram Live or did a video, and she explained herself. And it's just why, why, why post about it? I don't know. It's it was very it's it's bad for me to say, but it's a very Demi Lovato thing to do. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's not the first time she's done it. Um, so. It, it's a very long story, so I'm trying to keep it condensed. She's dancing with the devil. Um, and She's dancing with the diet frozen yogurt. <laughs> right. Um, dancing with the diet uh, demons. <laughs> and our last story of Disney 4 on 1 segment that literally just dropped maybe 30 minutes before we started recording. Oh. Looks like Hilary Duff is finally heading to Hulu. What do you mean? S- starring in How I Met Your Father. A How I Met Your Mother spinoff. No! <laughs> oh my gosh. I am so sorry for any earbuds that just burst. I am so sorry. Oh my word. You've got to be kidding me. This is excru- getting instead of a Lizzie McGuire reboot. Is that ass jam on toast? <laughs> Are you serious? That just ruined my day. <laughs> Dang, I, mean, this is <laughs> I, can, I cannot believe that reaction. What so do you mean? She, I didn't know you. Are you? A, I guess you're not a fan of How I Met Your Mother. I've never really seen no, it. No, I'm not. So she set to headline How I Met Your Father and also produce it um, straight to series order at Hulu. 10 episodes, and it's created by um, people who wrote and are producers on Love, Simon, and Love, Victor that are also on Hulu. Well, I think it's funny that Disney owns Hulu. They wouldn't move Liz McGuire to Hulu. So instead, Hulu said, Hillary, you can have us, but you got to leave that cartoon at home. So they're doing this, like, ugh. I just never thought Uh, brother was funny like i never got it there's just i don't like it the ending was bad and we all know it was bad and it's like a piece of pop culture that just it had its time in the sun but it needs to go to it needs to go to bed um may according to the article it says um it remains unclear how the new series universe will be connected to how i met your mother so but maybe but even just in the title like before you even said anything i knew right just, so you know how you know how Bob Saget is the narrator for How I Met Your uh, Mother? Yes. Who do you think will be the narrator for How I Met Your Father? Who will be old Hillary Dove? What do you, what do you um, think? Who do you think? Meryl Streep? God, no. Meryl would not give them the, <gasps> her time for this. Who do you think I would mean, be like in this... I don't know. They could bring back Molly Ringwald. I know she's not doing anything. Molly Ringwald? Well, she was on Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh, of course. Maybe, like, someone in the vein of... Um, shoot. I'm blanking on that person's name. Oh, maybe, like, Connie Britton or something. <sighs> I guess. I, I think that all these people are, like, too far and above something like this. Hmm. I guess someone on the same level as Bob Saget, who really had his heyday in the 90s. 
Well, it can't you know? be Aunt Becky from Full House because she's off. Right. I'm like, Ugh. why? <laughs> if it's Candace Cameron, no, she's only like two years, like ten years older than Hillary Duff. So I don't know if it would matter. Right, but I just had to share that because that's pretty big news. It's trending it big on news, social media. Oh, God, that's infuriating. <laughs> well, that's the ending of Disney 411, everyone. If you still have hearing after this, you're a real one. <laughs> oh, that was funny. And here we go into another infuriating episode of Month of Musicals. Infuriating? In some ways. You thought last year, last week's was infuriating? Oh, no, I just mean that this one is going to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, like Becca said, we're continuing in the Month of Musicals. This week, it is Raven's Home. With the laziest title so far. (laughs) Right. Raven's Home Remix. Raven's Home Remix. Are you kidding me? This is also in season two, so this was probably almost a year after we had all fallen off the Raven's Home train collectively. Mm -hmm. It aired October 12th, 2018. Team. Yeah. We all jumped on the train. We did the Disney Channel Night of Premieres, how we used to do with our group mm-hmm. of friends, and we watched Descendants 2 and Raven's Home in the first night. And the first episode had some promise, and the it second episode had some promise. So we kept up with it week to week for like probably about a month. I think, yeah, I think it really had to do that. We just couldn't believe that uh, Raven Simone was back on Disney Channel as Raven Baxter. Yeah. And the show, immediately after that second episode with Devon, it immediately was clear that this show was going to be more about the kids than it was about Raven and Chelsea. Yes. And, oh, for sure. And it just, it started to disappoint, so we all fell off the train. But then when I visited you in Atlanta for the first time by myself, we watched this because it had, like, just premiered. Yes, because Raven was doing press for it, like, mm-hmm. everywhere. I was like, no way. They're doing another musical episode. And that Saravian musical episode was just set the bar so high. And I said, perfect. Becca's going to be here. We have to watch it together. And I haven't watched it since. So that I haven't either. <laughs> so basically, for people who don't know, and I'm assuming a lot of people who are listening to this right now really don't know what Probably this episode is about. So it's about Raven's son, Booker wants to audition for the school musical that's based off his gym coach and then raven's daughter wants her best raven's daughter wants her best friend to be the lead because she thinks like girls can do anything boys can do and then the b plot is chelsea and her son are trying to sell turnip juice and if that's not a um 21st century Disney Channel sitcom plots? I don't know what is. So, what was your overall consensus of this episode? It's not bad. Okay. It's it's not bad. There are good moments in it, but um, mm-hmm. I, I have quite, a, I have so many problems with it. Yeah, th- so this was my longest uh, notes I've taken. Me, just because probably yeah um so first off the plot of the play that they all want to audition for is so like it's too uh, okay i'm going to try to approach this with the not plot, 
the the plot point being they are auditioning for a play or the play itself the play itself yeah the play itself is i think i think overall the the point of why they're singing is a good um uh plot for them to burst out in a song yeah because um i don't like the play has the most songs of any musical episode that we have covered it has four five six seven it has eight songs yeah that's a lot um so it's it was just so bizarre i couldn't even keep up with what the gym teacher was saying about what the play's about it's it's about his life i guess where he tried to be be like a jockey and got told that he was too tall because he is a very tall man and then became a basketball player yeah i and immediately off the bat the problem begins with the kid playing raven's son booker he has a really good voice. Like, he can sing. Yes. And they have yeah. him rapping the entire time. Yes. I also noted how... So I'm comparing it to the That's a Raven Of course. How episode. can you not? It's because it's, it's in the same universe. And I'm trying to um, not look at it as this is, like, with... How am I... I'm not explaining this well. What I'm saying is I'm trying to... See, in my mind, would this episode be like a ten out of ten for like a ten year old? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I think so, but we're looking at this in a different perspective. I also have to say that whenever there is a musical number, the camera, the cam, the way they film it and the lighting changes as soon as they start singing. Yeah, they try takes, to make this. And it takes, and it takes me out of it. Yeah, they try to make this very high production value on all of the numbers. Like, there's immediately lighting, there's immediately choreo, there's immediately costume. But then everybody's song, except for Raven's, is like... I can't wait to do that song. I know. Yeah, it's not, well, it's not Booker's home, it's Raven's home. She gets the... Raven, Simone, is first build in this show. Yeah, she should be. Isn't that crazy? No. Isn't it, but like, I, that's like the, but wouldn't it be crazy if Kim Rhodes was first billed in those if Zach and Cody? Yes, it would Or be. someone who's not 10 years old? Yeah, but Kim or Rhodes just like someone who's like not, like the most famous person on that show. Like Raven's character yes. is, not, is not the lead of the show, but it makes sense that she would be first billed. No, but isn't that, but that's kind of crazy, right? I that mean, a Disney I, Channel I, show. I guess so. I mean, she wanted, it would be weird if she was last. It would be weird. It doesn't make sense. Speaking of, speaking of first build, there's no theme song in this episode. It's just... I know. Another... It just goes Raven's Home Remix with like an eye. And, <laughs> yeah. and then it goes straight into the episode. I do have to say that when Booker, Raven's son, um, discovers the sign-up sheet for the musical... He's like, oh, fame is my destiny. I can't wait for fame and fortune. I'm like, what do you think this play is going to do for you, sir? At the end of, at the end of the day. I know. I guess like, he just thinks it'll be like his first step too. Right. And, and during the, um, the uh, Booker's musical number, and it's, it's in his imagination. It is, it is like set in stone that that's his imagination. Because at the end, everyone's looking at him and he's back to normal. I was like, yeah. what is his outfit and his dream sequence? I know. Like, 
that somehow brings very... him to knees in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Also, I was so hoping, because this episode's about auditioning yet again. Mm-hmm. I was so hoping Raven would reference Undercover Superstar. Where she was like, ah, oh, back in my day, I remember auditioning for a janitor who I thought was an undercover superstar, but it was just someone looking for mold. I know. And like, great story, mom. The only references we get to the actual show, I feel like, are like a character that just is coming up or something. The original show? Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't, we don't get like little deep cut references like that, which I think would elevate the show to, for our, our yeah. audience that's watching it. Yeah. So Raven is uh, practicing lines for Booker's audition. Mm-hmm. And he, she compares him to Denzel. I'm like, could we not do another actor? Not? I feel like, I, feel, no, I mean, I feel like just Denzel's not really that audience reference. Yeah, it's not. Also, yeah. that's the scene where Chelsea comes out allegedly with her first couple of cups of the turnip juice that she just made. It's water. And it's water in the cups. It's water in the cups. When she's passing them out, it is so obvious that there's water in there and it's only a little bit. Yeah, and then when it cuts to uh, Raven spitting it out in the window it's all pink but i did notice that yeah like i noticed the cups when she was passing them out i was like those cups are either obviously empty or they have just a little sprinkle of water in them because when they dump them all in the one cup and throw it out it's like just a tip a tiny tiny tiddly bit of water (laughs) (laughs) you mean a tiny tiddly bit of tender juice but it is funny (laughs) when tess my least favorite character on this show by a mile and a half I she doesn't say, know it, but I think... Tess, in this episode, I haven't seen the rest of season two, so I don't know if she chills out. Tess in this episode is almost bearable. <laughs> she doesn't know Tess, it, but... in the first couple of episodes that we would watch of Raven's Home was, honest to God, made me want to throw myself off the balcony. She was so <laughs> annoying. Dang. She is living in your mind rent-free. <laughs> I mean, do, children do, like this, like the. Do you think Skycats, who plays Tess, knows that you are her number one enemy? I'm not her number one enemy, man. I'm not gonna she's, track she, her down. I'm not gonna leave. She's her yours. Instagram. She is not. There are people <laughs> in my real life that don't like me for no reason, and they are first on the list. <laughs> but um, like, she just plays the part of like every white girl who tries to act black to be fair Mm -hmm. and that's just like that type of person is always so annoying and so hard to be around and like the the character of tess is like she doesn't need to be there and like in the in the first yeah episodes of the show it's over the top annoying and in this one she's toned it down a little bit and like when she raps she's not awful okay i (laughs) i when so they're teaching Booker how to rap and play basketball and Tess like teaches him and you can tell that now it's going into a pre-recorded track of her musical number yeah and the the clearing of the throat is pre-recorded the uh, yeah yeah, that's like oh not the not the um throat clearing also yeah I that so everyone is saying how bad Booker is at basketball and rapping. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. This would have been the perfect episode to introduce Eddie. To have Eddie come back. 
I know, and it just sucks that we can't, like, for obvious reasons, but... For obvi- you know, it's funny, my sister last night sent me the TikTok of Orlando Brown going... So that's why he's not on there. But I was just like, if everything was very fine between all of them, Raven and Chelsea would have been like, we know the perfect person to help Booker with this audition. But it said it has to be a white girl. Also, I I know that a lot of this episode is centered around like female empowerment, like girls can play boys parts. Uh-huh. But it's also kind of yikes to have a part that was written for a black boy be played by a white girl. Oh, I did. Ooh. I yeah, yeah. And like, I get it. Like, uh, uh, one of the plots of the story is that Nia Raven's daughter she kind of like takes the reins me. and confronts the coach. She's very annoying in this episode. Her her delivery and the acting it's so odd to me. I know she, it's something is not right. She takes with me. the reins. She confronts the coach and is like, "You should let Tess audition for your play as not a cheerleader, as like one of the man parts because she can rap and like she's talented and qualified." And she does this by bursting into the audition in a crazy raven-esque jacket you, and all yeah i was like backup, do you think raven yeah do you think I raven think that designed was, that jacket for her probably but like all the girls behind her have on shirts that are like female empowerment like girl boss it's and it's like, very like heavy-handed it's like it's good and it's good that they're trying to teach that but it is just so on the nose that it's almost just like Ey. no yeah i have a note about that at the very end when we get to it mm-hmm. but so i just can um help but just applaud um because i know raven produces the show as well so i don't really know how much uh collaboration there is between raven and the writers or whatever this is very much what raven baxter would be grown up yeah very much you know oh my, when she comes out of the uh, kitchen and she said i wasn't eardropping uh but i was ear hustling yeah i was like this is proof like raven is the star even though she's not the star like she is still when, the best thing about the show by far and when Neil wanted her advice about how to help Tess but Neil's like I don't think I want to get involved and Raymond's like you are your mother's daughter you get involved yeah I was like classic Raven it is very classic classic Raven, classic Raven. but then going back to Nia's um musical episode oh not musical episode musical number I said okay so we're not in imagination land anymore yeah she's People actually doing this, this. okay okay well, i'm not i like now i'm confused yeah <sighs> it's... and then the reveal where um where he says booker is gonna get the where he's like and the part of me will be played by booker move out of the way it's <gasps> it's raven yes but not as not as funny Oh my gosh, I didn't even put that together. You didn't? That was the first thing No! That is amazing. I mean, nothing could be that. I did laugh when Booker was, like, maniacally laughed at everyone. Oh, I um, see, I only laugh. Levi is by and far the funniest child actor on this show. What? I said Booker is. No, it's Levi. Uh, No, it's Booker. I'm sorry, it's Levi. Well, what? What made you laugh at Levi? Give me one line that you laughed at. When he's, this is like later on, but Booker, when Booker doesn't get the part, Levi's like, I made this list of all these things you were going to get. as like a beach house you didn't use. And as like, as oh. he finds out like the Booker is going to be in the play versus what party's going to be. And he's like crumpling and uncrumpling and recrumpling the paper. 
I like just some of his deliveries. Like since episode one, I've thought that Levi was the funniest kid on the show. His his little lisp. I just think he's funny. Like Booker has jokes, but they're not as. I think. I don't know. I think the the kid who plays Booker is so well casted as no, Raven's son. Yes. But also, I'm like, you would make a great Thomas. Uh, as well. So I'm like, is there a theory going on? That I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So then Raven finds out that Booker is not only not playing the lead, but he's not in the play. And this is kind of a good, like, a good dilemma of like, you gave one child good advice and it kind of like messed up the other one. Yes. Yes. Like that's a good dilemma. I say, I what I enjoy about this musical episode compared to the that's a raven episode is this is more framed as a musical Mm -hmm. like each song is kind of driving the story especially raven's song yeah the everything in this has like a purpose and like a motive and they all move the story forward whether or not they are good (laughs) (laughs) yes yes so um so then Raven is very upset that Booker did not get the lead. And so she just has been baking pies all day or something. She made a and pie then, to celebrate him getting the part. Oh, yes. And then he doesn't get it. And he's so upset that he can't even eat more than one cookie, which like <laughs> sends her spiraling. So she does the annoying theater parent thing where she goes to talk to them. Like, as a theater kid growing yeah. up, I hated parents like this because they were always the I was a kids were like, their kids either got parts or got lead parts. And we were like, this child is not talented. And the only reason they're here is because their parents said something. Yeah. I was, I wrote in my notes that Raven is very much a stage mom in this episode. Yes. Which I think is a very Raven Baxter move. It is, but I also was like, ugh. Yeah. And like the no, did you ever, okay, the no did, pie song which is Raven's song in this. I I think that it slaps, but I don't necessarily think that it's good. I, I, I like it, but it's not like, oh, let's turn on this pie song, y'all. I know, no, definitely not. (laughs) Like, it's not, (laughs) you will not find the pie song on the Time Machine playlist. Even though the entire soundtrack to this Raven's own remix episode is on Spotify. Yeah, you will not find a song from this on our playlist. I am sorry. Not, not even No Pie? No. You said No Pie, No Spotify. I'm sorry. No Pie. No, no pie. Spotify! Um, I like I the can- song. I just kind of hate that it has to go into this like crazy, like weird, nonsensical place for her to get a number. Like Chelsea's too. Yeah, we'll they had to, to really... But- sh- they had to shoehorn raven and chelsea and because this. obviously they obviously they had to have songs but they both have to have songs that take place in like i don't know it's yeah. so weird and what's weird is she starts off confronting the gym teacher it literally just goes straight into the song yeah she's, she's singing just and then, with a pie and it's like don't you want some pie well my baby gotta be in the play you want to be a tree? Yeah, and- no pie yeah, and then the curtains open, and then she transforms into like a nineteen fifties baker. Yeah, and she's outfit. like got like she's shaking it, and like there's there's this one part dancing. where she she is like doing some sort of 
cabbage patch type thing with another dancer and it cracks me up i ran i like rewound like, it like twice. the budget of the episode how much do you think went into that bent into that one shot of the pie like spiraling down the staircase into her hand oh all of it everyone else's musical number was literally you have one lamp in the corner here's a hat and sunglasses get out there and you can tell when we actually see the play at the end yeah that the budget was shoestring and a piece of gum and they said get out there but i couldn't i was listening to the lyrics i said if this song is about which pie are we talking about what do you mean (laughs) i mean if we could literally subtract the word pie and the idea of hey becca it's like another innuendo to um another pie are you saying that raven is offering sexual favors to this coach if this was on hbo (laughs) (laughs) no pie for you honey martin (laughs) Uh, i mean the lyrics are I get it, but also a, half the lyrics are just her going, cherry, sweet potato, an apple, and like, pecan, like. But there's nothing for you, though. She's tempting. Okay. Him. I'm just, I mean, it's just like, it's there. It's there for the taking. What's your favorite, what's your favorite pie flavor, by the way? Um, pumpkin. Aw, uh, you don't have to call me pumpkin. I wasn't. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. It's yeah. So what is your pumpkin? Is so my what's favorite your favorite flavor of pie? <gasps> but I'm your pumpkin. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. You can't. I'm your pumpkin. <laughs> I'll step on that pumpkin and kick it off my porch. <laughs> you said November first. <laughs> Halloween is over. Um, my favorite is chocolate even though you didn't ask, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Yeah, well, you asked me, so it's only fair that you also answer the question. True, true. But before we, like, really leave this moment in the plot of Raven being a very big stage mom, Mm -hmm. you and I come from uh, acting, musical theater, doing that as kids growing up or whatever. We sure do. And was there a time that your mom really gave off some stage mom behavior that you're like rain it in rain it in please i mean i did or just like that i did a theater group in high school that was one of those after school programs where it's like it was a pay to play so you pay to do the show and you have to be in it in some capacity it's like we had to audition to get like cast but if you paid you were in it and there were the hierarchy of moms and like parents that were just in and out like the parent like the moms that were there the most were clearly the ones whose kids you saw the most and that was just like kind of the way that it was Mm -hmm. and like my mom sort of tried to get involved like helping at the theater and like doing what she could like not even necessarily just to give me more of a chance but like because that was something that she wanted to do and there was just like that type of community. If you get into a community like that, it's so gossipy and bitter. Yeah. And like if one kid's mom, like if one mom's kid gets a part of another kid, there's like beef. 
-hmm. it's a mess which is why like when me seeing raven acting like this almost like put me off completely to raven in this episode yeah i was like i like why her motives got to be like this my mom was never like that either but she's very much like hunter sing for us (laughs) especially like as and i'm like i don't want to do that in front of all these people that i barely talk to i will not and then and then she'll be like well, you sing in front of the, uh, in plays in front of a billion people. I was like, yeah. And they're all like 20 feet away from me and I'm not myself, you know? Yeah. That's like the only instance where, but my mom was never like that growing up when I started doing plays in um, high school. So oh my God. I love the double when visions. When they're back. Oh yeah. Raven and book are both having Booker. visions that are like conflicting yeah, yeah i love that uh, i also loved mm. i i already referenced it saying that levi was funny but the scene where he's like oh like this was gonna make you rich we were gonna have a beach house that we didn't use but then he's back in the play and levi is like oh like as and raven's like wait okay hang on who says it someone is like can we have a beach house we don't use and, Ra- and raven is like you can have three. And then she calls into the kitchen and is like, Chelsea, you want a beach house you can you don't use? And she goes, can I get what I do use? And Raven goes, no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, I wrote this in, my favorite parts in this whole episode was when Raven and Chelsea were by themselves. That's and, always how it is with the show. And My favorite I parts just of it are like, either Raven and Chelsea by themselves or Raven interacting with one of her kids. Uh huh. I just like I said, I we spoken about this in our very first episode, the Beyonce of Disney Channel. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it's episode one about our opinions on Raven's Home and how it's not made for us. But if you could make your own that's a Raven spinoff reboot, what have you? What would it be? Um. I mean, I like this premise a lot of, like, Raven and Chelsea living together, having kids, and Raven being a fashion designer, but it would obviously be, like, the kids would be a side characters, and they'd be like, bye, mom, and go to school, and then it would be about, like, what Raven and Chelsea were doing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't and mind Eddie, that Eddie would obviously be there if in the ideal, you know, scenario, but... Right. I mean, like I said, I feel that the Liz McGuire reboot could have gotten this way and we would all have been like, what the heck was that? That's going to be one of the greatest tragedies of our generation is that reboot not being able to come to pass. Right. And then instead we get Raven's Home, which is... We get Raven's Home and How I Met Your Father, apparently. (laughs) Instead of the simple thing. We ask for nothing. I just want Lizzie to have a glass of red wine on the couch. Hey, but instead you get Raven um, being a stage mom and saying, if my son does not get the lead, you don't get a pie. So you can't get, you can't get everything in life. The way you and me used to go, no pie, for like maybe a month after this and then never did it again. Yeah, it ran its course. We also used to, uh, quote, I forgot about it until I saw it, but from Chelsea's number when she goes, fresh veggies for my garden. I, Becca, I literally wrote that in my notes. I said, why did Chelsea pronounce garden? 
we like, used to we how like, I just the day it. that we watched this we were saying no pie and veggies from my garden like back and forth for like hours she sounds like a muppet character i know <laughs> so i wrote as far as the plot advancing what happens is we get to opening night nia is um doing interviews for tess and like taking over for tess and like nia is so annoying so annoying and like and the, the, tess, the way the actor delivers her lines she's like I'm not functioning. (laughs) I mean, I thought that was just your deliverance of how her lines were. Yeah, that kind of is how it is. I mean, every time she talked, I just, it was going in in one ear and I was processing like the Charlie Brown dolls. Like, Tess Tess goes on stage and she freezes up. She gets stage fright and can't do it. So, also, this play is, this play is cheap. Oh, yeah. It's so cheap. It's so cheap looking. Yeah. And I've, I've been in my fair share of school productions that look cheap. But cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. 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 What are we doing? But this, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I just malfunctioned. But this one was cheap. Anyway, go ahead. So they decide that they're going to throw Booker in as the lead because he's the only other person who knows the part. And there's a song that I think should have been, wait, no, I wait, I think that happens later. I think the Chelsea and Levi Turn of Juice song is first. Yes. Uh, Turn so of Juice Chelsea is... and Levi have a song that begins so, well, way basically the back- hallways. Yes. Well, backstory to what this musical number is, Chelsea was oh, yeah. <laughs> chosen to provide drinks for the play. And this whole entire episode, she's coming up with a concoction of turnip juice and everyone says it's nasty. And so she had, they have a booth and no one is coming to the booth to get refreshments during intermission or whatever. And well, so it, then Levi and intermission. Chelsea... It's like part switch. Like they're putting Booker oh, in the costume yeah. and like getting ready yeah. to have him go on. Also, during this number, I noticed someone in who the backup dancer in this number. Who? She was on Glee. Oh. She, was, she played Brittany on Glee. What? Right. And she's and here? Like, yes, she, she's, the, she's the first customer that they get, the blonde girl. And she takes a sip and she's like, oh, and she leaves. Yeah. She's that girl. Which, okay, and I'm like, I know that the once plot again, of this is like, Chelsea is a bad cook, but it's like, at what point, you didn't try this yourself before you thought of selling it? Right, or maybe she thinks it's just good. I don't she know. She just has a, she just has a really good power. The number begins very alone in the hallways, Broadway-esque. Yeah, like Chelsea, she has so on the alone in the hallways. There's a spotlight, she's singing like that, and then Levi begins to rap. Which made me furious. It takes the like the sharpest of sharpest turns I've ever sharpened in in my life. And then immediately Annalise it's like, is like rapping as well. I mean, she does give us a absolute crispy ass belting note at the end of this song. I knew you'd love that when I saw that. Mm-hmm. But um, the song is so weird, and it is another one of the ones that like it doesn't make sense to have a number here or to have the number be about this, but you just know that she had to have one. Yeah. Why don't they just, you know what they should have done? They should have just done Ra- a Raven and Chelsea number. No! Together. I know! A, 
about like their kids and how like the plot could have been something involving how they don't spend time with their kids enough and they could have done a mother power ballad i know uh, but anyway i was i i saw britney from glee in this episode and i said once again the glee fans cannot get a moment's rest no because they want you to pay being... for your sins <laughs> it's true I'll, I'll keep paying for the rest of my life so then after the turnip number is what i was thinking about earlier where there's tess is like in the hallway and nia goes to talk to her and they have a conversation about her stage fright and how they've been fighting that i really wish was just the scene instead of a song yes and you have tess rapping and nia going like wait i don't understand like singing yes it's so clunkers it's so clunky (laughs) it's clunky mcluckly and like i and segues into a song nia hold on nia is trying to hit these notes that she really the part where she's like and i'm like ah this gave me very space between from descendants vibes but if it was ass the lyrics aren't even lyrics they're They're dialogue that they're singing it which made me mad just have this be a scene and then have the song after with just booker and raven yeah i did yeah it was just so it's like a six-year-old is like i want to do a musical and they're like, I'm waking up, putting on my pants, and now I'm brushing my teeth. Ooh, my teeth are shiny. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like very specific. Like, no, g- give me something. Give me some metaphors. Give me some similes. Yes. Give me some and imagery. It, that segues into Booker being nervous and thinking that he should just let Tess give the part. And then Raven being like, oh, like, I kind of realized what I did was wrong. And that song is good. Yeah. Yeah. I like once they cut backstage, I did. For some reason, this is not the first time we've seen Raven sing in this episode. Yeah. But that was a moment where I got like, oh my gosh, Raven is older and singing on Disney Channel. How crazy is this? Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's something. Like, because it's a gentle moment instead of just her yeah. in padding going, like making her faces and crumping. <laughs> right. <laughs> which know? I do. I do love when she makes her faces and crumping. Of course we love it. That's, that's classical but Raven. I don't know. It was just like, oh my gosh. It just, I don't know. It was just a nice moment, and I, I, that was, I really enjoyed that part of the number, the 30 seconds of that number. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I did love the line that's a reference to that Sarah Ben, when she goes, oh, my visions are always right. Girl, you know they're not. You've known that they're not for quite some time, I know, but, but she it, just never learns. She never, but Booker's like, maybe your vision's wrong. And she's like, me having a wrong vision? Never. My visions are always right. I mean, imagine so I the finale of Raven's Home, just her having a vision and being like, you know what? That could be wrong. And then the show's just like, and it's over. And that's the last we ever get. <laughs> uh, that would be the Sopranos finale. It cuts to black. Everyone's like, oh no, my cable went out. Like, no, it's so just the creative choice. We- the play happens. Yeah. Tess is a smash. Everybody loves it. Uh, the finale number is kind of a bop, I guess. It's fine. What? No. It's fine. It's the same line the entire time. But it's kind of a bop. Also, the choreography throughout the whole episode is so odd to me. I know. I don't want to sound. The... I don't want to sound seventy years old, but it was just like <laughs> a lot of hip. It was just a lot of hip thrust 
and crumping yeah. well, and like not, shoulder I mean, bops. I don't know why so much of this episode had to be so predominantly rap unless the writer's room was just like, Hamilton's cool. I think like this, what, a year or two after Hamilton came out? Like three or four. But I mean, Hamilton's been huge since it dropped. So it's not like it's ever been out of the limelight. Yeah, it was just so... Like, no, yeah, and and I, I said it before and I'll say it again when Booker is singing with Raven it is clear that like this kid has a beautiful voice yes. and they made him rap the whole time it just like made me mad yeah it's like when in that so Raven when Eddie would sing I'm like Orlando Brown has a great voice I wish but they Orlando would Brown was good more. at rapping as well and it made and that's why we need character whereas Booker like is supposed to be bad at rapping and he is bad at rapping so when he does that number it's just like Right. I don't know. And, and he continues and he continues to just rap the entire episode. Also, so Raven the reason Raven was so gung-ho about Booker getting the part was she had a vision of everyone giving him a standing ovation. Yeah, going Booker. But then Booker. of course Yeah. And of course, it turns out the reason everyone's giving him a standing ovation is because he kicks the basketball or misses it and it hits Chelsea's turnip juice station and everything. Well, it gets spilled and everyone's like, "Uh uh-oh. And then Chelsea goes, no, no one can have any juice. And they all go, Booker, Booker. Like rude. I know. The only person I cackled seeing seeing covered in turnip juice was Sky Cats. Because I was like, ha, ha, ha. Again, again, I hope Sky Cats, if you're listening, you have an enemy here. But that was also a funny moment of, like, they throw the turnip juice out the window and then she walks in covered in it. She's, like, covered in, like, two liters. I know. I was like, Raven still had a, fu- a Still a funny joke. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I have to do... I do have to reach for the jokes because it, it's just not the same. <laughs> reach for the stars and reach for the jokes. You know? That's my, yeah. my takeaway. Um, I just loved how when Booker was like, party at my house! And, and then I it just cuts, I, I would have I wish Raven would have been like, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, come on. Um have you ever had any memorable cast parties? Oh yes. What would y'all do? Would y'all like play games? Usually you all we all put on the show t-shirts and you go to somebody's house <laughs> and you get you get hyped up on soda and chocolate yes. and Doritos and pizza. And we play, we would play like mafia or like some kind of murder a- mystery game or watch apples a movie. To apples. There's always the sexual tension at high school cast parties is always thick. Ooh. It always is between someone. It's, it's just, it's a staple of it. If you, yeah. If you are a theater kid listening to this and you for some reason have not seen the Crucible scat, uh, cast party. I was just thinking about that. From SNL from a couple years back. Watch it. It's great. It is really funny. So, yeah, this episode is not an awful episode of Raven's Home, but... It's just, it just hashtag... Does, it just doesn't It's just hashtag, uh, hashtag not my Raven. Hashtag Honestly, not yeah. my Raven. It's, yeah. So it's that's how the episode ends. It just It's not even like a grand finale. I guess no, that's it's not. The, it just have. cuts to them at the cast party doing the closing number again on the roof, which is very... Yeah, much, I'm like, ugh very much the energy of everybody going into the IHOP and being like, we were just in a show! And then they do the closing number at the IHOP. Like, it was very that. Like, we go together. Like, we just want your this order. Episode do you made want feel, bacon or sausage? This episode made me feel violently ill, too, because it was, like, so many tropes of, like, 
being in theater with parents around that just I hate. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. And I already went into this like being anxious and like not about this, just like in general about life and like So how do you feel like this compares to Disney Channel shows of our youth? I mean it's the formula is still the same, but the elements there's are different. So, and there's it, just something different about it. It it is something different and it's it's one of those things where when I watch shows like this, I do feel very detached. Yeah, so I don't know if maybe we just like I have rose-colored glasses, but then I'm like, no, I I don't believe. No, that. because I don't like not that I'm around kids frequently, but like when I would be around, if I was around kids, like I don't think this is the kind of stuff that I would hear them talking about. Yeah, yes, I just think that's Raven was, and Sweet Life and all that. It's just so, the vibe is just different. The vibe is absolutely different. Like, the only way I think, the the formula is the same and that, like, it's a family comedy drama. Oh, yeah. It's going to hit those same jokes. It's going to hit those same situations. But it's just not, it's not for the same crowd and it's not happening in the same time. And so many things are different than they were now. Like, I don't know. Like, it's almost like you you have to work in modern issues and you have to work in modern things like social media. But that's also, that also detracts from it in a way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so, something about it just felt off. It really is. But anyway, yeah, um, let's go over the songs and yep. uh, rank them, shall we? So we have I Want This, Test Freestyles. That's what we put online. <laughs> Legendary, Raven's Pie, Face of a Movement, Turnip Juice, Eye to Eye, and Replay the Moment. Okay, obviously I have to put Raven's Pie as number one because what else could it be? It's right. the only Raven's number for this episode that matters. I'm, let's just, let me just say though, none of these songs are iconic. None of these songs are going to stick around. None of these are going to be anything that anybody other than us talks about ever again. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like... They're, they're, they're not timeless. Raven's Pie has to be first because it's the only one that even sort of matters. And I feel like I rank I would that as to... my number one as well. I feel like I would have to put. My number two would be eye to eye. But the oh, the first half of it is so bad. Well, I'm not going to put any other of these songs as number two. I was going to put Turnip Juice, but then again, Levi's oh. rapping is so ass. You would put Turnip Juice? Only for Chelsea. Literally only for Chelsea. But like Levi's well, that's rapping. The same. I'm only awful. putting up eye to eye. I'm only putting up eye to eye for the last 30 seconds. Okay, so I'm going to do turn of juice a second and then eye to eye third then is what I'm going to do. Okay. I cannot believe turn of juice is so high for you. I mean, that last would, note, like, she just delivered. I would say my rankings are as followed. follows. Raven's Pie, eye to eye, legendary, um... I want this. Um, replay the moment. Tessa's freestyle in face of a movement. Where's turnip juice? Oh, turnip juice will go in between the two wraps, I guess. Uh, see, I almost don't even want to rank the rest of them because I they're all the same to me and I don't really like any they of them are. that much. So our top put, three. Let's just so do our I top would say three. Though. Raven's pie. Turnip juice, 
eye to eye. Then I would put the finale after that. And then all of the raps would just be like bumbled into together. And Nia's song, because I didn't even like it. <laughs> like, no, I really I, when I was sorry. When I was YouTubing the episode, apparently they did a remix of Nia's song. And it was all the Disney Channel ladies um, at the time. Interesting. Like their, Dis- their Disney Channel circle of stars, but it had the girls who were on like different shows. Um, so I thought that was interesting. That was the, that was the that was the song they took from this episode. So, wow. so if we could rate this episode, this is gonna get three out of five turnip juice spilled cups. Spilled cups of turnip juice. I would say three point five. Okay. Out of five pies what's giving you the point five i don't i i didn't think it was as bad as i thought it was gonna be it was okay yeah but it wasn't terrible if it if, if raven's pie in this episode, it would be like three five i know this could have been worse than it was but it also could have been better than it was which is why it's like it's no i mean we we could have had to watch an ant farm episode and maybe someday we will. Oh, <laughs> listeners, it's already going to be a negative. You have a migraine already. <laughs> I do. Uh, so what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? My Disney Channel lesson. We, I, I sounded so defeated when I said that. Because we are, honestly. I mean, like, thank God High School Musical is next week because I need something to pick me back up. Right, right. Raven's See, I'm already smiling. Me and Scott have done nothing but talk about High School Musical, which is, like, all we ever do when we hang out. Right. But I just love how when me and Scott talk about High School Musical, our conversations about it are so, like, in-depth. And, like, we used to... They are! They are. Crazy verbiage. We'll save those for next week. Yeah. But also, if you want to listen to something like that, I guess we can save that for the plugs. But check out the second episode of this, the Drew Seeley of it all. Yes. I had Scott Wilson on, and we, we talk about a lot of the songs from High School Musical in, like, great detail. Um, all that to say, my Disney Channel lesson for this is, you know, when someone doesn't get the part, oftentimes there's a reason. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I tell you, that's, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I would say my Disney Channel lesson is, if you're going to make your own juice, test it out. Make sure it's not disgusting. Literally like one Which of the is- prime one of the very first rules of cooking slash also bartending is literally you have you constantly taste what you're doing so you make sure that it's not fucking terrible i'm sorry right chelsea don't be so up i try actively not to curse on this but if if i'm gonna swear on any episode it's gonna be this one (laughs) chelsea's just so obtuse she is so obtuse like like, come on raven's home is the chelsea of the latter seasons of that so raven as well she was so dumb it was almost unbearable sometimes yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Chelsea, this this Chelsea tracks. I if I'm gonna give Ravens home points, I will give them the points that the characters that are, are that are in this version track from how they were 15 years ago. Yeah, like, they it'd do. Be the them. But then it's hard to. You still need them to be wacky, but then you still need to have them parenting moments. So it's like, what's going on here? But I think yeah. we kind of touched on that. All right. Becca, if people want to find out how you make your pies, where can they find you? You can 
follow my non-pie making Instagram and Twitter accounts <laughs> at Heyo It's Becca. That is H-E-Y-O for both of those. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner, for my Robin Williams reviews. My Mrs. Doubtfire review will be out by the time this episode is out. Um, nice. And then I've got uh, my next big landmark one. I've got a couple of weeks of like some uh, more uncredited cameo stuff. And then I will get to do Jumanji with my boyfriend, which is exciting. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and then you have your other podcast. Yeah, you know, check out my other podcast as well, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are doing a review of Netflix's Christian musical A Week Away that a lot of people have that. been asking about. So we're doing yeah. that. Um, and also make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the Time Machine Podcast mm-hmm. and Time Machine on Twitter and TikTok. Yes, and if you want to listen, if you want to listen to um, amazing Disney Channel songs, not anything from Raven's Home, <laughs> check out the Time Machine playlist on Spotify. And if you want to see how I make my pies on social media. Um, on Instagram, it's Real Hunter Martin. On Twitter, it's H Cameron Martin. And yeah, tune in next week when we have our epic conclusion of the month of musicals with High School Musical, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Wildcats. All Let's right. Go. Well, until right. we until we're with the Wildcats, we'll see you next Cats. time, time travelers. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. Ah!